Hello and welcome to the Good, the Bad and the Worst podcast where we review movie trilogies and decide which film of the three has totally lost its mojo. I'm your host and I really am a fat bastard. And joining me as always are... I'm Basil Exposition, groovy baby smashing, yay capitalism. And hi, my name's Dixie, Dixie Normous, and I don't kiss and tell, I shag and brag, baby. <laughs> All right, so we're doing Austin Powers. Uh, I think the sem- the seminal spoof films around the turn of the century, Mike Myers, probably most influential properties and possibly his most well-known work, but... um. I know yeah. Shrek might Shrek might be giving it a run for its money. I think Shrek way outranks it, but anyway. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. Amongst millennials, but who likes them? Mm. But some of the some of the greatest slapstick comedy films ever made, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. What did you guys What did you guys think, Rhino? I can tell just by looking at you that you have <laughs> feelings. Man, I come into these movies tainted. Um, so my my mother would be very disappointed to know that I watched these movies for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I have this I have this core memory of being at a at a dinner party. All the kids are in the TV room, and they decided to put on uh, the Spy Who Shagged Me. And the kid had obviously seen it before. And it was the scene where they're uh, retrieving large. It's, there's a silhouette on the tent, and they're retrieving large items <laughs> out of Austin Powers's ass. Um, and my parents found out we were watching that movie and made all the kids turn it off and not watch it. And I felt really really dumb and my parents would just be horrified by these movies and now watching them i can't help but think of that 10 year old kid finding everything very very funny so look i you know i like silly movies and these ones grew on me i feel like we'll get to it but yeah i come in tainted i'll say had you not seen them fully before this no not at all bits and pieces here and there okay wow 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 Luke, what's your experience? Um, so I like the first film in, in particular. I watched this film over and over again as a kid. So, you know, little seven-year-old, six-year-old <laughs> me had this on VHS. My brothers obviously yeah. bought it on VHS. And this movie <laughs> almost played on a loop that I could quote the first one word for word as a kid. Thought it was hysterical as a kid. Um, and... Kind of weird, like watching them again, I feel like I, even though I was still very young, I feel like I'd kind of grown out of these films by the time Goldmember had come out. And so I didn't watch it when it first came out. I watched it years later and then I I felt like I didn't, I felt like I didn't like it as much as, you know, I liked the original one um, or anything like that. And watching them again, I feel like definitely, you know, there's some stuff that, I don't, I, I just, I just don't find funny. <laughs> like, not that I look down on its humor, but I'm just like, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me. Some of this humor, but there is some stuff in this that just cracks me up at how ridiculous it is or, um, mm. just how absurd or like a lot of slapstick, like slapstick stuff in this cracks me up as well. Um, yeah. and what's funny now, I had not watched these films as an adult or I think even as really like, you know, a teenager or anything like this. This was all childhood. Like so watching these again, it like was quite obvious to me now how much of like a this was a parody film. Like watching this as a kid, I just looked at it as this weird spy film with this like yeah. 
dude that loves to shag and like I didn't get the pun references because obviously I was six yeah. years old. Um, <laughs> I didn't get about all the like the James Bond influences or this one's a, a you know a rip off of this movie or this scene's a rip off of that scene. I was just like, no, th- these are Austin Power scenes with Austin Power characters. Um, yeah. And watching it now, I see it as a parody film, and it kind of changes my perception of it. But it's, it was funny. It was fun to go back and watch them again. Definitely. Yeah, you tapped into something interesting there. Like these films when they came out were as were a parody of a franchise that was essentially at the time 40 years old. Yeah. And so now these are 20-year-old films parodying films that are 60 years old. And I wonder, <laughs> like, I had the same experience. I wonder how many people would see these, who saw these when they came out, thought the same as we did. Like, these are their own things. This is what British spies are. And yeah. how many people how many people saw, would see them now and be like, this is a weird, unique thing and not yeah. understand. Because the reference point being early 60s and 70s Bond films Ah, uh, isn't what you know, people haven't seen them. They're not as culturally relevant as they were at the no, time. It's, it's not general knowledge now. Yeah, and so they kind of. I think they still work really well because they're slapstick films. There are so many just there's, there's so many jokes that work work if you're a kid, but they work on a better level if you're an adult. And so yeah. many like things that are just really stupid, but also some of the monologues, some of the dialogues, just really really tickles me. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know, they're, they're super fascinating just as parodies, but how, like even Daniel Craig said this in an interview, this, these films reshaped what happened with Bond and this is they're why we got dark, gritty Casino Royale because they could because Bond was a parody character. They're like, oh, people who know Bond know Austin Powers and that's what it is. If they do a, if they do a sort of silly British spy film, they're not going to be able to escape the shadow. Yeah. So that really influenced them going the direction of a very grounded, darker tone for Bond, which obviously goes on to reinvent that franchise. Um, you can't, but it's a yeah, it's very, you, it's very funny. You can't have Xenia on it on the top on the top when, no, yeah. when you know these films are parody names to death. And it these, these it parody names are better than the Bond ones. Too. They are. Yeah. They really. Like, are. Yeah, Pussy they Galore is pretty it, good, right? but man, they yeah they really lean into it in these movies. Yeah, and so it's just it's fascinating how this becomes the the cultural touchstone rather than the actual source material that is parroting. Um, yeah. I had a similar experience though. I watched these films during between Spy Who Shagged Me and Goldmember because I remember I had a similar experience where Goldmember felt like of a different time because I think I actually saw that either at the movies or at least when I was on video or DVD at home. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. But I remember the first two were. Um, I, know, I call them my grand my grandma movies because when we went up to my grandmother's place, she didn't care what she didn't went care what we rented. <laughs> so me and my sister would rent, you know, Friday the Thirteenth and all these great horror films and R rated comedies, and we just watched them all because she was like, "Yeah, whatever, you you know what you're doing." And so we, I remember watching some bunch up there, um, and just thinking they were hysterical. But then, yeah, I never hadn't watched them for twenty years, and I, I loved it. I loved this rewatch. I thought it was great. Yeah, like um. Just just small things like I like I legit have watched this first film probably a dozen times as as a kid. Like mm. still, there's so many quotes I say from these films that have followed me throughout my life that I'll just quote. Yes, it's like in high school, so much like so many people quoted these films in high school. Yeah, um, especially in regards to moles. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> And a lot of quotes for got from Goldmember himself, like that just seemed like the popular <laughs> thing to quote at the time. I don't know why, even though it's like um, I'm not a fan of the Goldmember character at all. Even now, 
like if I haven't watched this film in 15 years when I'm like talking to my kids and I'm like, I'm like, what, what do you want to eat? I'm like a schmuck and a pancake, a cigar <laughs> and a waffle. I, and they, and my kids always look at me like, no, I don't, <laughs> they don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. I just, it's just naturally comes to me is when I'm it's like, violent. I'm offering stuff. It's I'll, I'll go into that. But my what, sister-in-law brings that quote up randomly. And I'm like, that's yep. the only one, but she says it all the time. And I'm like, yeah, why that? But it's, yeah, it's part of her life. <laughs> it's like, it stuck with me, but even like the first one, the second um, Basil comes up and he's like, "My name's Basil." Like I'm Basil Exposition. I was just like, "Oh my god, what?" Like because when I watched as a kid, obviously I didn't you know, know what exposition meant. Yeah, it just it just cracked me up. I was like, "Oh my god, I never realized that's his name." Like it's one, just... of, one of the best examples. Yeah, really clever. And just the way he talks is obviously funny. Like he's this very kind of serious but almost like robotic character. And yep. So that's funny as a kid because it's just he's kind of goofy. But then when you yep. learn his Basil exposition, you're like, this this works on a different level. Yep. I watching these, I was shocked how many quotes there were. I'm like, these could be the most quotable films for me. Even though there are plenty of films that I enjoy more and that I like to quote more that are, you know, things like the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy yep. is is better. But just the amount of stuff I say, every time I eat anything bad, I'm just like, mm, this tastes like shit. Or if someone <laughs> says that, I'll be like, it is shit. <laughs> things like that. Um, you know, the there's two things I can't tolerate, people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> they just come, like they just come out of me. And watching that, I'm like, holy crap, these, more than I realized, they're just quotes that I say that I think are funny. I forget they're from these movies. Who throws a shoe? Honestly, like <laughs> I've used that so many times. My sister would throw uh, shoes all the time. Yeah, it's just it's great. I, I feel like people are quoting these movies around me all the time, and I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. It probably it's probably quotes happening right now. And we yeah, just probably. don't know about it. It's somewhere, um, someone's quoting an Austin Powers. Side side uh, tangent, Conan. How did you watch these films this time? Was it on streaming, or do you have them on VHS or? <laughs> is this just like a, a, a lazy VHS joke? No, 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 no. I still no. have my VHS. No, yeah. I, st- I stream them. I, I don't own these. I um, Because like I said, these aren't films that I ever think about re-watching really. It's just, they're very much films that I'm like, I actually think I they're almost better in retrospect. They are funnier to think back to and remember weird moments. Like, remember that silhouette scene where there's a hand coming out? Yeah. yeah. Or like the, the scene where he's peeing and he eats asparagus and the guy just looks around and can smell it. It's just these dumb scenes. I'm like, <laughs> this plate like, with just, it says asparagus next to it. <laughs> right there. These things are all really funny. Watching them, I still enjoy it, but I've never really had the desire to be like, I want to watch Austin Powers. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would much rather just think back or like go on YouTube and watch compilations of funny bits. Um, but. But so, I streamed them is my is my answer. And Grant, I'm guessing you were the same. So I streamed as well. Now, Conan, I don't know mm. if I'm just tripping out. There is a scene I remember explicitly. It was one of my favorite scenes as a kid. Yep. It was not in the film watching it. Okay. Which which scene? The scene with the sherbet and the mind trick on the guard. Holy crap, you're right. It's not in the first film. I was like, where is you that want, scene? Yeah, you want some like, orange sherbet. I went across the street and Holy got you crap. some orange sherbet. I'm like, where was that scene? Because as a kid, I love that scene. And not just that, the steamroller where it goes to the mother and kid in their house and he, she gets a call to say that the husband's been killed. Man. Both the scenes right. were missing. Because right, he so- gets steamrolled and then it cuts to her... Rolling dough. I remember this from a kid. 
And then like Billy, like her kid runs inside and he's like, what happened? Oh, we just got a call from Dr. Evil's lab. Like, you know, dad's dead. Both of those scenes were not in the streaming version. So a real quick Google search. I was like, I didn't look away. I was like, what happened to it? No, I forgot. I didn't think about it, but I remember that scene. You're right. So a quick Google has just revealed that the orange sherbet scene was cut from the American release. Yeah, apparently so the international must... version and the US version are very different, and the US yeah. version is what's streaming. Oh, that's crazy! It's like, Why? Hey, it's so weird. I don't think what... sherbet is a thing. No, it's um because they have like pixie Not the same thing, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so I don't think sherbet. I just don't think the joke would land. I guess for at no. least back back then they must have thought it wouldn't work. But they got work. rid of that whole scene of him like that's... hypnotizing that guard. Like, yeah. in, it's in the first oh. movie and. He hypnotizes the guard to get away from him. And then when they're escaping before the factory explodes, the dude shows up again. He's like, I got you the orange sherbet. And he's like, oh, oh thanks. That's right. And it keeps running oh, out. Yeah, no, I remember all that. That was really fun. And, that- yeah, the guard that stands there for ages like, ah, before yep. getting rolled over the cereal, and then goes to his family learning that he died of gruesome death. Oh, also great oh. scene, though. Like, get out of the way. You've got time. <laughs> I, it still cracks me up. It still cracks me up. It's just like yep. 20 seconds, like, Move! Get out of the way! Ah! Another risk of going on my classic patented retro tirades, this is why streaming movies are evil, because this happens, and you get one version, and they're like, that's the film. It's not the film, and it sucks. I was tripping out. I was like, how is it different if you buy the DVD and that's what you get, though? Because you'd get the international version. Like, that's the one we watched as kids. Unless you're American. I mean, you could get the American version, sure, but I think that's... That's a big problem. But, like, my, my issue is if I wanted to, if I'd done my research and I was like, oh, there's a different version here with four minutes more footage, I wouldn't be able to stream that. But sp- it, it tripped me out because I remembered it being in the first film and then I was like, it must have been in the second one. And I watched the second one and it still didn't show up and I was like, it was in the first one. Where did I and miss it? Then in Goldman, you're like, oh, any minute now, it's coming. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, <laughs> it couldn't have been in Goldmember. What was going on? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, that's, weird. That's weird. a shame. Yeah, that's that's quite strange. It's like a Mandela effect. All right, stats. Yes. Stats, 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 stats. All righties. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, released in 1997. Metascore of 51. Had a $16.5 million budget, made $67.7 million. Yeah, not great. Had a really long life and uh, like a lot of money made on um, on DVD and VHS sales, mm, as, yep. as films did at the turn of the century. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Shagged is a funny word. 1999, <laughs> Metascore of 59, uh, $33 million budget, made $312 million. What was the budget? 33. 33. And it made 300 Woo! That is a return. That is a big return back there. And then Austin Powers in gold member, 2002, Metascore of 62, budget of $63 million, only made $296 million. Um, so an interesting turn there. We we see oh. this trend time and time again where like, the first movie is not that not that higher ranking, but you know it's doing all right. And then the second one just blows it all out of the water, and then the third one's a little bit. Yeah. Little bit. So, Metascore has this going better each film. Yep. Yeah. Fifty one, fifty nine, yep. sixty two. Which I was I was pretty shocked at, but um, it's we will talk we will talk about that. Opposite way on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like it's not actually. It's seventy four, fifty two, fifty three. Oh, okay. So it has okay, Spire okay. Shagman as the lowest. Is that that's that's a big dive? Seventy four to fifty two. I think it is a big dive. I think that's pretty absurd. Good thing we don't mm. use Rotten Tomatoes. 
Um, these were all directed by Jay Roach, all written by Mike Myers. Second to have a co-writer, but they're still very much Mike Myers properties. And they're all starring Mike Myers in basically every role. Um, yeah. Just some quick, <laughs> some quick trivia I wanted to go over. Um, I've gone over most of it, but I just need to mention this now. Random task. The actor, <laughs> the, so the actor who played Random Task, a uh, look, you might know this. He was a wrestler or something. Yeah, or a, yes, yeah, yep, Japanese yeah, professional just, wrestler. I'm just trying to find his name to give people. I love the name Random Task instead of Odd Job. It's just yep. that's one of the best puns. I love it. Very funny. So played by a guy named Joe Sun. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Convicted felon. Yeah. yeah. Mixed martial artist, kickboxer, professional wrestler, convicted felon. Uh, yeah. Facing 34 years to life. Yeah. Mur- murdered several people after this film. Not to do with this film, I don't think. But With shoes. With shoes, no less. No. Yeah, so he's on. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the shoe so throwing is pretty good. He... <laughs> I mean, tr- trigger warning here to anyone who's listening for um, sexual assault, but he was he was sent to, sent to prison for, for torture committed during a gang rape. And then he Jeez. killed his cellmate whilst he was in prison, incurring much more. So, dude is me- dude is messed up. That's some real um, fun trivia. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I definitely made me have an interesting like watching this movie. And it's like, wow, there's at any moment, Austin, Mike Myers could have been killed by this psycho guy. Kevin but, Spacey uh, turns up in these movies too. That, that, that <laughs> bloody penis enlarger. The third film has some cameos that I'll. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, should we go through it? Let's Do get it. into it. Now, the synopsis is here. I'm, I'm honestly just going off the most basic IMDb ones because there's almost no point in really trying to give a proper one. Fair enough. In the 1960s, a world-class playboy and international man of mystery, uh, Austin Powers, emerges after 30 years in a cryogenic state, so that's in the 1990s, to battle his nemesis, Dr. Evil. That's yeah. his... That's as clear and as silly as you need. There's the, I don't know. These the, the plot of these films are very irrelevant. Watching them, I'm like, holy crap! It's just it's so pointless. But that is never the that's never the point, right? No, not definitely not. <laughs> no, no. What do you guys think? I mean, the movie kind of even points it out. Like Doctor Evil's Doctor Evil's evil plans are always so stupid, and his side businesses are always making billions and billions of dollars more, more than he's money, wanting yeah. for ransom. Like. The movie doesn't care about its plot, which is nice. Number two would have been a much better boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, This this first film I watched with my wife, and this was like the experience you guys had with Thor: Love and Thunder. Like it was crickets in our house. We were just oh what we were just enduring it. I I don't know. It had look. It had its moments. There were moments where I had a little. I breathed a little heavier, but. We weren't. We, I mean, neither of us had any nostalgia for these, and they definitely weren't laugh out loud funny for us. Like I, I don't know. I just couldn't help but see those, you know, those ten year old kids. The first time I watched Ocean Towers, <laughs> giggling at all the the silly jokes. And like, I like silly movies. I don't know something about this first one didn't hit for me. But then hearing you guys talk about it, I'm like, yeah, these movies are hilarious. I kind of wish I'd watched. <laughs> I wish I had watched it with you guys. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but this is what I mean about like in retrospect. There is so much about these movies that are like, that's hilarious, that's hilarious. But then when you watch it, it's, it's not quite as funny. No. But so I still really enjoyed it. But I had the same thing. I was like, I'm not watching this being like loved it, loved every minute, want to rewatch it. But looking back, I'm like, geez, those were funny. There are so many things that live with me. It's a really weird. I don't know any yeah. other movie that does that for me. I'm like looking at my notes and I'm finding them funnier than what I what the movie was. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, like it's it it can be weird too. Like there's some films that I swear I found funny watching them on my own, and then when I watched them with my wife, I'm like, yeah, this movie's bad, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I I'm not watching watch, enjoying watching this. Um, I don't, man. When um Will Ferrell gets burnt and he's just down, yeah, just like <laughs> I'm very badly burnt. <laughs> Anyone, please help. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> like two minutes. Oh, it's so funny seeing him in that role, just like super early days. It tripped for him. me yeah. out that it was Will Ferrell. I was like, what? Was yeah, like, I, like I had no idea who Will Ferrell was back then, but no, no. He, well, he, become, was a... he was the hottest comedy property for a while. He was, yeah. Well, he was at that at this time. He was still just part of the uh, the Saturday Night Live crew, yeah, which is obviously SNL. where Mike Myers started, and so they'd work together. And he saw something in him, which is is pretty and interesting. Just um, like with that scene, I still remember, like as a kid, the funniest thing is just then when the dude comes in and shoots him, and there's just silence, and he's like, "You shot me! <laughs> you shot me right in the arm!" <laughs> uh, there's, there's a there's a lot of jokes where they just like. I don't know. My first note was like they just—it's—the it, the joke just keeps going on and on and on until they it think does. it's fun, till they think it's funny. Mm. Yeah, and I oh. guess like you can look at it like that, but then if you're in, like if you're in the right mood or the right company, that is funny. Like I don't know, you could yeah. describe Family Guy as that because that is pretty much Family Guy's sense of humor. Just that's, exactly. That's yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. That, yeah. That, some. Yeah. There's that's the thing. There's a lot of jokes like a lot of the stuff like when you know Doctor Evil is like. Shush, shush for ages, and I'm <laughs> yeah, just like that's right. it loses its thing for me. Where I'm just yeah. like, oh, okay, or like, or it's funny the first time, but it seems like they go back to it every movie, and it's just like, okay, yeah. it's not funny now, but yeah, I get it. it. Sometimes it, it works, sometimes it doesn't. It happens so much. I almost wonder. Like Mike Myers is a really smart guy. I think he knows how. Like he really understands comedy in in a lot of ways. And I wonder how much of it's even an intentional thing on their behalf to be like, let's overstay our welcome with some jokes just yeah. to be like, look how we, like some people won't find it funny. Like it's, that's part of the joke is that even in comedies, jokes can go too far. So they go too far. Because mm. it happens, you're right. It happens quite a lot. And um, sometimes I'm just like this, yeah, this just, this won't end this part. But I'm like, are you, yeah, I wonder if they're, they're meaning to. Just looking through some of the quotes here, some of these things made me lose it. Like Dr. Evil's monologue in that self, the father-son thing. Like the details of my life are quite cons- consequential. Yeah. It's like my father he used to say things like, I invented the question mark. <laughs> um, oh. I never realized that was Princess Leia. Like um, in that yeah, scene yeah. as the counselor. Never, as- ever. Yeah, as a kid, I had no no care for it, but it just no. It works works so much more. The Cold War quote is like, finally those capitalist pigs will pay for their crimes, eh, comrades? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think I know. What did you guys think of the opening musical number? I, f- that, I keep forgetting that happens. That was the other thing that frustrated with these movies is I any time they were dancing, I'm just like, nah, I'm switched off. I'm pulling out my phone and looking on Reddit or something. Like none of the dance numbers did anything for me. And there was there was at least one or two in every movie. Oh every, yeah, every opening scene is one. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the first movie, I can't remember if the second one does it. The first movie has those cutaways. They constantly they go have, back. They all have those cutaways. Yeah. They all they have. All, them. They all do it. Like well, here's an ad break. It's yeah, it's, it's weird, but it is yeah. But I guess I'm, they're yeah. sorry. Continue. Like yeah, that's the thing. I I, I completely forgot about like the cutaways, and then watching them again, it like pops up, and I'm like, 
oh, that's right. These keep popping up. But I swear as a kid, I thought they were hilarious. Like sometimes we're like the faces you'd pull up and be like, oh, that's funny. But <laughs> this time, like my first my first actual note in this whole like trilogy, I was like, oh, man, I know I'm in for a bad time when it starts with a musical number. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot about the musical numbers. And then it's in every one. Like the second one obviously is naked and it's just like, Covered yeah. with all these different things. With the I mean, they, stuff, do, but... they do that at the end of this movie, and I enjoyed it at the end of this movie where she's got like the magnifying glass, and you can't, you know, you can't see. And the sausage, right <laughs> and the sausage is good <laughs> too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I really enjoyed the first one. I thought the opening to the first movie, I thought I thought it was a good kind of like just big dumb goofy way to introduce it. The second yeah. and third, I think, aren't as memorable, but the first one I forgot it. I don't know watching it again. Almost with fresh eyes, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is." I just, Mike Myers is a very funny-looking guy, and <laughs> it's just—it's really interesting seeing this dude who's just really hams it up, and he's just so sort of like—I don't know—so confident about playing this this character really ugly and making the dumb faces and just being okay with like getting it all out for for the role, right? Like it's almost like method acting in a weird in a weird comedic sense. Yeah, and it's very yeah. unique. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know any other comedians who really. He kind of feels pretty unique in that sense. I can't think of any others who are really so who really commit to like changing their identity so much and being like, because you think of him as a real person, it's almost hard to because he's always got lots of stuff on his face. Like he's always playing, playing a really distinct persona. Jim Carrey is. I have always sort of aligned them two close to each other, but I don't know if that was just like with the Grinch and. Um, Mike Myers with mm. Cat in the Hat and stuff like that with these costumes. That's yeah. right. He, I forgot he was. <laughs> but I feel like Jim Carrey's naturally just super goofy as a person. And we see him yeah. as a person a lot. Like, you know, yeah, Truman, yeah, yeah. Truman Show, he's not really... I don't feel like he's playing much of a character in that movie. Whereas in this, you're right, like, you know, there's these movies, um, Wayne's World. Like, like yeah. I wouldn't yeah. describe any of these characters as being Mike Myers. No. No. They're all, they're all pretty distinct, yeah. Yeah. You've got, um, he obviously then has the love guru later, which destroys his career, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched that, so. I don't, I don't think anyone did. No. no that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's always, I enjoy seeing him just really lean into this and being like, you know, with the big fake teeth and the awful hair. And just, just and the just phallic obviously, chest yeah. hair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's really, it's fun. It's like an interesting joke at the core of its DNA that it's just it's parroting British people and like British people are ugly. That's they've got the big teeth, they've got the big bad teeth, hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone just finds James Bond's like so irresistible, and it's really kind of a lazy joke. But it, it never gets old in these films, and no matter who it is, they just love him, and it's like he's so repulsive. Yeah, but it's just his his wily charms always get him. I love it. It's, He's just confident. That's all. That's all it is, baby. It's just confident. Kind of what it is. Um, like uh, the thing in this with the the joke ongoing, they do it in a few films as well. Like with the, it's a shame he wasn't more headstrong. <laughs> That's no way to get ahead. That sea bass thing terrified me as a kid. <laughs> when he bites the dude's head off, like they chew the dude's head off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Little moment of violence. What did you guys think of Elizabeth Hurley in this? Vanessa Kensington. I I feel like this is going as I was gonna say she, I think she's the weak oh, I think she's the weakest power, powers girl. I always viewed her as the strongest powers girl, but I don't know if that's because 
I loved the first movie as a kid. So when I think of Austin Powers, I think of the first film and barely mm. remember the other two. Um, and so like this, this movie to me is like the classic Austin Powers film and she's like the classic Austin Powers girl. Mm. Um, I, I like their dynamic and their chemistry together, but yeah. But, I, mean, um, she, I, I always felt like she was, and I guess that's, this is her character. So I probably should feel this way, but like, she's too good for this movie, right? Like she's, <laughs> she's kind of out of place, but that's probably on purpose to an extent. And maybe that's it, that character working. I don't know. Yeah. It's, they, they take the, the Bond girl in a pretty different direction with the second two where they're mm-hmm. just, they're more like fans of his who love him. Whereas yeah. this has got the, this has got the classic, um, like odd couple dynamic almost, and, you know, the reluctant, the reluctant woman who doesn't want to fall in love with the hero, but eventually does. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like that dynamic of the one person he has to work with who isn't just instantly charmed by him. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas there's obviously more comedic sort of material when you've just got uh, Heather Graham later on and then Beyonce sort of just who love and they're just bantering back and forth. But yeah. Cause Vanessa Hurley, I only know her from really this movie and um, bedazzled. Same. It's like, the only movies I'm like, that was and, my, yeah, yeah. And I always feel like she's got, she's a big name. I'm like, yeah, everyone knows that. But I'm like, that's, that's it. That's all I've said. I'm not her. sure why she's a big name. You're right. Was she married? Was it she, Warnie she married? She, she, she was with Shane Warnie. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so she was in a few yeah. other things, but yeah, bedazzled and this were the only things I ever watched her in or knew her from, but yeah. Yeah. Um, um I, I like I still I still liked her in this one. Um, I, I like that dynamic, and especially because it is the first film we are dealing with that man out of time. You know, with him like being very out of touch with today's society back in the nineties um, yeah. with these moves and everything like that. And I don't know, I like that dynamic, and yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I um, I really think it works well in this. There's a moment where he talks about carnies smelling like cabbage and having small hands. And for some (laughs) reason, like somebody quoted that to me, so I didn't see it in this movie, but it stuck with me. And I've always said that about carnies. And I never realized it was from Austin Powers. That's great. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good example of, um, that's another quote that I say every time whenever you talk about carnies to, like you go to a show or something. It's like carnies, carnival folk, small hands smell like cabbage. (laughs) It's genius. Um, Another another scene I have to mention that had me in stitches was the penis enlarger scene, where he brings it out. It's like one one Swedish penis enlarger. Like, That's not mine. It's like signed by Austin Powers. He's like, I swear it's not. He's like one instruction manual called my penis larger and me by Austin Powers. Like, How did that get? It just keeps going. <laughs> it keep going. That's right. I. It worked for me. It really worked for me. It worked on random task. It kept bringing it back was maybe my problem with it. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Like, uh, again, they, they go back to the, you know, they go back to that pot or what. And I honestly just wonder how much of that is intentional. It's, I've got so many questions about these films, man. They're deep. <laughs> um, Seth Green's got a, he's got a pretty meaty role in this. I forgot that he was straight in the first one. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. I, I really I like enjoy Seth Green. Me too. And I yeah. feel like he doesn't, he doesn't do enough to make me like him, but I just, yeah. I naturally for some reason how can you not like joker exactly exactly that's it but he's just really like he's just really funny in this um he's like what's it doing he's like i want to be a veterinarian like an evil vet you always do that (laughs) (laughs) 
he's a pretty good he's pretty good opposite dr evil like dr evil is so Mm -hmm. over the top and he's just yeah like so not and like you've got number two who's who's very much a yes man but he's also like running a very successful business and kind of a foil for dr evil in that way but yeah scott scott evil works in a different way it's good i like him yeah he's the only one who stands directly against yeah against everything he does yeah he he seems like I don't know. He plays like the perfect '90s teenager in my mind. He's like, <laughs> just I mean, that was that's my... why he's in this movie, right? Like he was every yeah. '90s teenager pretty much. He was in a lot of those movies. Exactly. Yep. Um, the scene with um on the toilets. It's like, who does number two work for? <laughs> oh, the cowboy. Next right, you door. cowboys in there. <laughs> you like... show that turtle's bus. Yeah, he's encouraging you. Oh man. Oh. That's really good. As a kid, uh, thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah, I think as as a grown up, I find it hilarious. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, do you guys think it's shameful to find these movies really good? Like, do you think if if someone came up to you and was like, "I love Austin Powers," would you think less of them or more of them? Would you think their sense of humor is kind of dull? Because like watching them, there was almost a little strain of guilt to me. Where I'm like, these movies are so dumb. Like they're they're just, they're very stupid. It's such a thing as a guilty pleasure, right? And like, if you mm. were to say Austin Powers a bit is a bit of a guilty pleasure for me, I'm like, get it, totally, hundred percent, get it. If you're like Austin Powers is the epitome of comedy, I'm probably going to have a different opinion of you as a person. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, here's the thing: I have that opinion of people who like the movie Step Brothers. I know, I and you, I, I had a feel. I had, I was thinking about those movies, <laughs> that movie and Anchorman, because I love those movies. They're not highbrow movies. They're super stupid. They're a little less slapstick than these movies, but they're, mm. you know, they're, they're not intelligent comedies, right? They're not. They don't make you think. They don't it's have just, a heart to them at any point. I mean, Step Brothers does a little bit more than Anchorman, but I know you don't like those movies, Luke. Like, I've, I've never watched Anchorman. I watched Step really, Brothers, and I just, I hated Step Brothers. And ever since then, when someone talks about Step Brothers, like, and that they like it, I'm just like, oh, I hate that film. Like, I don't find it funny at all. And I, 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 I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan um, at all. And I don't know. It seemed like at the time there was all those films. Like, I didn't watch Talladega Nights because of Will Ferrell. It's, um, it's not great anyway. But like, you must, have, you must have. Anchorman is caught. Like, I love Anchorman. Maybe it is a guilty pleasure too. Maybe I should say that so you'll still respect me. But (laughs) that's that's an interesting comparison then. Because Anchorman, especially, is like held in high regard. That's Mm. the kind of film that if you if you say to someone, I don't like Anchorman, most of the time you'll get like a you'll get a a weird reaction. You'll get people being like, Do you not have fun? Do you not have any spark of joy in your life left or something? I get that all the time. Yep. Yeah, which is fine. But people like love and adore that movie. Everybody's usually, even people who don't like love it, they're like, yeah, Anchorman's, they they respect it as a classic of comedy. And so I hadn't thought of that comparison, but that's kind of similar to this where almost, if I, yeah, I feel like these movies are really clever, even though they are so dumb. And just watching them, this the, the layers of jokes on and on and how how much they lean into like easy humor, but then how much they also add meta humor. Like, it's got a really good sense of you because it knows what it's doing and it's playing it up a bit more. And Anchorman's in a similar way where Anchorman's got so many dumb jokes, but there's something about the comedy being so so relentless that it's kind of like, this is admirable. This is this is impressive. And so I, I would almost put them in the same boat where people who love Anchorman, I'm like, yeah, it is a really funny movie. Mm. 
but I and I wouldn't. I would say the same if somebody's like I love. I think I'd say the same if they said they loved Austin Powers as comedy. I was I was like looking up you know what do people think of Austin Powers in 2022 trying to see what other opinions were am I just alone and not thinking this is the funniest thing ever and it was interesting that someone was pointing out that like these movies are kind of high concept like they're not you know they're not a grounded comedy like if you look at comedies today recent in recent years like things like I don't know horrible bosses game night like these are all movies mm. that you know take place in our world there's no there's no higher concepts, whereas in this, it's you know, it's like a time traveling seventies um, spy, yeah. and on the same level, Anchorman's kind of like that too. Like it's you know, it's a period piece to an extent, I suppose. Yeah, you know, about an Anchorman on TV, and like you could put Zoolander in that category as well. I think as being you know, slightly kind of higher concept, right? Like you know, there's another layer there, whereas it's so many comedies now are just you know, it's a group of funny people together and it's it's like banter there's not Modern really situations. like a, it's, yeah 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 you like you have like the mumblecore films that are just here's a bunch of 20 something friends who are lost and they just talk for two yeah. hours or all of like the sort of i don't know like amy schumer amy schumer films were all kind of the same but like her love life and it's just her dating and the yeah. the fun the adventures that happens that's a good point because this you're right because this all these films are they're partial period piece they're partial like fish out of water because it's always a 60s man in a different time period yeah they're spy parodies. They are, um, like they're they're uh, what is it like globe trotting films, like adventure mm. films. There really is a lot actually going on in these that you don't really think of, I guess, at first. But no, you don't. But those those sort of comedies that do that, they don't really exist anymore. No, I, I can't. I can't think of one since probably Anchorman, really, or tell maybe Talladega Nights, like in the Will Ferrell yeah, like, period. Comedy just comedy really has died in um in our mod like in this era like they just don't make Hollywood like big Hollywood comedies anymore it really isn't a thing it's they always very in, like, in a while yeah no the comedies that are made are, are grounded ones for streaming services you don't go to the movies and watch a comedy anymore but mm, Anchorman exactly. was like Thor like <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The, the Marvel movies are kind of a weird spot with that because there there are some comedy ones coming it like. Guardians of the Galaxy, you could argue, is they're the comedy things that are out of this world and doing the higher concept sort of things. That's probably yeah, that's probably the natural progression, I guess. Marvel Hmm. sort of saved that cinema and then killed it (laughs) and killed every other form of it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we move on to number two? Hmm. Um, Just one last quote from the first one: "There's nothing more depressing than an aging hipster." (laughs) Had to write that down. That is a great quote. Yeah. All right, Austin Powers, the spy shaggy. Dr. Evil is back and has invented a new time machine that allows him to go back to the <laughs> 1960s because he's still in the 1990s, remember? Yeah. So he goes back to the 60s and steals Austin Powers' mojo, inadvertently leaving him shagless. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> this is the plot that I remember, the, the weird red tube. <laughs> it's like mojo. They have, and I remember, like, for the longest time when I was a kid and even young teenager, always trying to figure out what exactly Mojo was. I was like, no, Austin Powers <laughs> showed me. It's like it's a physical part. Like, is it your... I don't know, where is, that is part? the Mojo? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, is that what happened? Um, that in puberty? Which organ is producing this? Where's my like, Mojo? Yeah, can I not get any more at a certain yeah. age? <laughs> and then eventually somewhere along the line, I realized it was, a, it was an abstract concept. It spared me, mm. a, lot of, spared me a lot of grief. Yes. Um. This film is, I almost have trouble differentiating them 
Like mm. I think of scenes and I'm like, is that from one or two? And I have to sort of stop and think and they go, oh yeah, that's from that because there's this. They are not, I don't know if they, do you guys feel like these are distinctly different or you feel like they're very, very natural sequels? I think all of these movies blend into each other and it doesn't help that they reuse jokes. And I mean, they're aware mm. that they're reusing jokes. Like they try to build on it in weird ways, but yeah, they do. They definitely blend together. Like it's hard, it's hard for me to remember which scenes are from which movie. Like, is this the movie where he get, he's in the little cart and he's trying to he's trying to turn it around in the little no, that, hallway? No, that's, that's the, the first that's one. The first that's the first one. film. Yeah, right. So, yeah. like, that's good. And I feel like they do that again somewhere along the way, but I can't remember which movie it's in, like, honestly. Um, this one this one has one of my favourite names. Ivorna Humpelot. Oh, <laughs> we will rank those at the end. I've got them written down. Yeah. Yeah, when she comes in and drops that, it's it's pretty great. <laughs> pretty good. Um, um, obviously, this one is like mini me. That's how I separate these two. It's yeah, yeah. That that would be the big difference, right? Now, okay, is mini me problematic in this day and age? Because I watching it, I was wondering. Yeah. As I was, usual, I, was... I feel like even if I I think you know this conversation is almost a stupid one to have, but just for the sake of discussion, we'll do it. I was probably like watching this movie now with no understanding. I feel like you couldn't watch this and not know the concept of mini me. Like that phrase mini me is kind of synonymous with, it's just, it's part of the cultural vernacular, but watching it, I'm like, I wonder how people who had never seen this and watched this, would they feel? How would they react? Hmm. I don't know. What did you guys think? <laughs> Luke, I know you're going to have, I know you're going to have. No, I, I, um, I can't look at Vern Troyer the same. I watched him on a reality <laughs> show that was like washed up Hollywood B-list actors. Oh, and he was just an alcoholic mess that was just peeing in the corners of rooms and stuff. And people were like, what are you doing? And I, was, I just felt bad for the dude. So I think he ended up drinking himself to death. He's no longer with us, yeah. Oh, yeah. he died. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's, he died a while ago, I think. And I think it was um like alcoholism or something. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. So... I'd, here's the thing. As a kid, thought it was hilarious. Like I thought it thought it was hilarious. There's still stuff in this that cracked me up, but it's more slapstick stuff. Like him fighting Austin Powers, and Austin Powers just like throwing him into a pipe. It's it's gonna make me laugh every time. Him like oh, it's crap. it's in the next one, but him flying out of the vent into the wall. Like it just oh, that stuff will always get a laugh out of me. But a lot of the other stuff have just been like he's you know. He's small, like it's. I don't. I don't think it holds up that well. Obviously, in this day and age, and the comedy doesn't work as well. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's that bad. So I have. I've looked into a little bit of like short statured people. I know some short statured people who are in the movie industry, and the thing that they they generally bring up as a problem is the fact that they're always used as extras. Like in Lord of the Rings, there's a there's a lot of short statured people in those movies, but then but they don't have any starring cast. roles. Like, why not make some some of the dwarf short-statured people and let the actor, you know, do that? Whereas in this, like, the short-statured actor is the one acting. You know, he's not standing in as a shorter version of someone else or anything like that. He's he's there. He's in on the joke. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. not so bad. Yeah, and because it's interesting, yeah, it's not just like he is kind of the butt of jokes as much as everyone in this film is and as much yeah. as the film takes a lazy, like, it makes lazy jokes about all people. It makes a lot of jokes about... You know, the Dutch, yeah, the, 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 women being sexualized and how men do that. 
Um, like there's fat a lot of people easy... with fat bastards. Fat people, yeah. yeah, good example. The British front and center. Yeah, like, it's very, it's very much just like here are sort of power, like here's um stereotypes of people, and here's sort of the the cultural foils or foibles that people have about it, and the weird hangups. And yeah, Minnie is kind of an interesting example where he's just it's like yeah, he's sure that's that's the joke because it's the same as haha, British people have weird teeth, but yeah. they're never they're never sort of cruel or they're never really hurtful or like. I know, yeah, they, 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 never... they, use, they use his height as, as a joke, but they're not like... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could have been way worse. I was surprised how well these movies kind of hold up. Like I was yeah. expecting it to be worse. I was for expecting like, oh, man, this is bad. But Yeah, like for a movie set like at the, you know, the turn of the millennium, to have a homosexual character in there wouldn't have been out of place to be just the butt of a lot of jokes. And mm. like there's none. Like it surprised me. Like yeah. I really expected them to just go down that path or even like... You know, have Austin Powers seduce what he thinks is a woman to have it turn out to be a man, you know, stuff like that. They, never, they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't go for those easy, you know, those jokes that wouldn't stand out as well today. No, um, the, and the, the best one is um in the first one when Vanessa's trying to crack on and he's like, No, I, I can't, you're drunk, it wouldn't be yeah. right. That's it's like, dude, the, he, what a gentleman, still, real man, real even man Austin Powers, consent. yeah, the, the most shagging man in the world, like by all definitions, from our sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> but like he he won't cross that line because he's like yeah. oh it's wrong yeah um, yeah I had the same thing I I did go in this wondering I'm like I wonder if Mini Me is gonna age this poorly for people but I I truly think it's done really well I think um yeah I don't think any of it's like lazily done or poorly done I think I feel like Mike Myers and the whole team would were like yeah this is we're not we're not take the easy way out they're doing it clever and mm. they they treated people right but from all things it seems like. It's all in good humor. It's just like, yeah, haha. Here's some differences between you and I or us. Let's just let's have a laugh at it. And Vern Troy seemed to be like very happy with this. He wasn't. He was never like, oh, I had to do this role to put food on the table. No, like, he, by, he, by, by all accounts, he really enjoyed it. But you hear yeah. about like um, the guy who was inside R two D two and like how poorly he was treated, having to be inside that robot all this hot mm. robot all day and stuff like that, like. I think they're the roles that the short stature community have a problem with. As far as I know, I don't want to speak for them, obviously, but yeah. I feel like that's where people get get mad about that. And I, these kind of roles, I don't know, not so much. I, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like with Hobbit, you have six foot people playing dwarves. Like yeah, you know that are using yeah. camera trickery to look shorter. Um, and yeah, having short statured people stand in for them very as very regularly. Stunt doubles and like yeah. For, yeah, action shots and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. This I, um, I enjoyed this movie way more than the first one. I, I, I don't know. My wife was away, so really? I watched the last two on my own, and I just thought they were so much that, funnier. And I don't maybe, maybe she's just a wet blanket. Maybe she's a wet blanket. I don't know. The chess foreplay that was really funny to me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, don't worry about the time travel. Just enjoy yourself. It's like yeah, that's what we should be doing in a comedy movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder because I watched the. I watched the first with my wife and I was I was cracking it, but she wasn't having too much fun either. <laughs> I don't know about the second one. I think she because she's always talked about gold member positive. She's always um she always talks about gold member eating the skin. Oh and she, dude. And she's just like it's disgusting, but she just seems to remember. I think because she was mm. as a kid, thought it was funny, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't remember her reaction so much, but it's like we talked about comedies are very much how the re- their surrounding audience perceives it. Even if you see it on your own, you can appreciate it. 
Yeah. But if you see a comedy with an audience and they all appreciate it too, it's going to be a better time. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, and if they don't enjoy it, it just it brings the room down, and it's um, it's 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 rough. Like like we we, we all know it's the same thing for a wrestling match. If the crowd is there that's for it, that's, it that's can turn a three star match into a five star match, or a five star match into a three star match. All in the all in the all in the crowd. Are um, there no two and are there no two and one star matches? Like, no, not anymore. <laughs> It's all very formulaic. Um, I had no memory of the opening in this film with Vanessa being a fanboy. <laughs> being a fanboy. <laughs> no memory. Wet, like, like when the first film finished, I was like, oh, that's right. They just like, they have a new powers girl every film. And then the next one started and she's there. And I was like, oh my God, she's in this one too. And then she turns out to be a fanboy. I was like, what the hell? How do I not remember any of this? Tripped me it's out. Very- it's great how they just they chuck that in. It's the opening scene, and it's like cool. Forget the first movie. Yeah, like, right um, Basil being like, "Yes, we knew all along." Unfortunately, and Austin <laughs> just being like, "What?" <laughs> they just move along now. It's like, "Oh, I'm single again," and then he goes out. My one true love turned yeah. out to be a fembot all along. Yeah. Oh wait, that means I'm single again. Oh, yep. Good, good comedy. The um. Sorry, just something that always stand out if you're watching this is the the Jerry Springer scene. Yeah, where <laughs> I'm like, man, this 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 dates that it dates the movie pretty harshly. But like, it does Jerry? But it cracks Jerry me Springer up, is not. A, I love it because like yeah. I remember watching Jerry Springer and just how, but how how of the '90s and like the early 2000s that show was. Mm. Yeah. But and it felt so time. realistic. It felt like I was watching an episode of Jerry Springer with the way he was like, I'm going to get it, just running back and like going for another fight. I was like, it's oh, so great. Know. Eddie, it's just like they got the clan there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I just, yeah, Scott coming out. He's all got the emo makeup and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's a good reveal. <laughs> um, what did you guys? There you go. I, I, so, Fat Bastard. I don't find funny in, I never did. And I feel like he's, he's just gross. And he his is, comedy in both two and three is where I feel like the comedy in these films go gross. Like as opposed mm. to just being slapstick stuff, his yeah. comedy is always gross. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of gross comedy at all. So even when I was a kid, this is why I liked the first one way more. Cause I didn't feel like it had that gross comedy. The grossest stuff was his ch- like chest hair. Um, but like, <laughs> In like two and three, there's scenes with him, and I'm just like, oh, this is gross. Like gold chicken, member's gross too, yeah. And gold member yeah. with the skin, it grosses yeah. me out, and I it's don't want to watch that shit. Well, you, but, you don't quote, I'm dead sexy all the time, though. Oh, that, God. that quote is like, yeah. Prob- one of like the big three out of these movies, right? I feel yeah. like everyone still to this day, when they're saying they're sexy and they know they're not, says it in a Scottish accent for that reason. Yeah. But yeah, so, the, the, amount, the amount of jokes just about pe- like peanuts in turds and like when did I have corn? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like I had the same thought. I'm like he's he's repulsive. And that's very much the point. I think well, it's because again I think this film's starting to parody gross out more as well. Like you know because gross out comedy is a genre in and of itself. Yeah. And so I, I feel like in this there's that there's that sort of thing to add into it. Like let's let's parody that and let's engage with that sort of genre. And um, yeah, like I don't find Fat Bastard particularly funny either, but. But I just hear Shrek when he talks. I don't know if about you guys. He's the most Shrek sounding character in these movies. Yeah. You guys yeah. probably hear Fat Bastard when you when you hear Shrek. Maybe you're the other way around. But... <laughs> Ruined Shrek for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
Um, what about the ba- the baby back ribs? The fact that he eats babies and Minnie Me looks like you know. <laughs> that's gross. Man. It's really, it is gross, but, I, but that's probably about the only part of him that I found oh, funny. That's, that's the other quote: "Get in my belly." Like, yeah, I've heard that quote belly. all the belly. time. Yeah, I feel like Fat Bastard is one of the most quoted characters from these films. Like, <laughs> I, he has so I many quotes so. from him. But yeah, I, um, I still think it is just weird. He sees him, he's like. <laughs> just tries to eat him, and Minnie Mies is like ee, and runs off. It's it's real random. Uh, how'd you like Heather Graham as the new powers girl? I like she's, her. She's great. She's always great. She feels like she's in for the ride, whereas Elizabeth Hurley felt like she's oh, I'm too good for this shit. Yeah, that that scene where she's in bed with Fat Bastard and he's yeah. like, is, is just oh, it's gross. Like it's gross, it's, off, it's very off putting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the shit, this coffee, the coffee. Oh, man. Oh, that's gross, too. That scene just, oh, it makes me laugh and he sips it. Probably why I never drank coffee my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> just the idea there's just like a shit sample next to a jar of coffee. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It says it on the jar as well. Like, um... yeah. And then he, he tells him it and he just like sips it again. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. Man, the the Doctor Evil and is it Frau? Like their love scene, mm. pretty oh, gross. That's a pretty gross. <laughs> I um, that is gross. I love having the, the young versions of them when like Rob Lowe comes in as, yep. as number yeah. two, and she's yep. still the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is good. That is good. It's a different uh, hairstyle. Yep. Yeah. I, know, I know I mentioned it before, but this is the this is the tense silhouette gag movie. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And they re- they reuse good. that in the third. Um, yes, they do. This, yeah. this one's funnier, I feel like. I do feel I, like yeah. this one's funnier, but I agree. It's like just the guards watching them and they just start repulsing and they're like wrenching. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. favorite joke in all of these movies, though, is the uh, the the spaceship sequence where everybody doesn't actually say it looks <laughs> like a giant dick and balls. <laughs> I don't know. I think I thought that was really really good. They do it again in the third movie. Not as good, but. Still, How long yeah. it goes for in this one, and it keeps it's it stays funny though. I, I feel think like it works the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's really good. <laughs> what is this, like I don't know. It looks like a giant jet pilot's like dick. <laughs> Take a look at a starboard. Yeah, it's a huge effect. Yeah, that's a great part. Yep. Um, again, they, they replay the joke about the number two's businesses, and he's like, uh, "It's talking about the stock market, that which looks. always makes." Yeah, and Starbucks. Are they get how evil Starbucks is. I'm like, that's that's funny. Yep, relevant too. That's what I mean. And yeah, no, it's it really is hard thinking back of like distinctly things in this film because they're similar. This is the Mustafa scene where he goes over the edge, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because um, <laughs> so for some reason, Mini Me just he kills him and not Austin Powers. He's right there. Yep. And then he calls it, yeah, that's, and then like, that's why it's got like a post credit scene where he's, he's asking for help again. I didn't see the post credit. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, it's like, it just goes there and it's, um, it just shows like the edge and he's like, hello, and just does that, that whole shtick again. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about all the, um, it starts in the first one, but all the scenes with Dr. Evil and he's like shushing Scotty and then this, he's got the, um, talk to the hand bit. Doesn't work for me. That, that don't work. Not for me. And then in the third one, it's like Scotty don't, and they just keep like, that one's the worst much. one. I feel like <laughs> Scotty don't. I like it, but, but I hear that quote all the time. I don't know if it's from you. Someone <laughs> quoted it to me this week. <laughs> really? Yes. 
It was very random. Austin Powers is relevant as ever. Yeah, this apparently. is what I'm saying. People don't even realize that they're from these movies, and they just they quote them. Cultural impact, man. I think with our generation, it's like, like I I, I quote. I'd have to every week at least quote something from these films that I don't even relate it to the from these yeah. films. But legitimately, I think these movies shaped our generation. I think our generation's humor as well, like the meta ness of them. Yeah. I really think these obviously aren't the first movies to do meta humor, but possibly like the biggest films to do it in such a mainstream, accessible way that even without realizing, perhaps. But like it's, and again, it was born from that SNL sort of culture, but it goes on to shape so much of millennial humor. Like millennials as a generation are really into meta stuff, and yeah. so I think that I feel like part of that is due to these films of just self-parody and yeah, bringing that awareness up constantly and laughing at it. Um, yeah. And just yeah, no, no one would realize that because they these are just dumb, goofy spy films. How could they have any sort of legacy? But boy, do they! Yeah. Um, are there any other quotes that we need to mention before we move on? No, not for me. I didn't write any uh, more down. That's fair. All right, is uh, Austin Powers in Gold Member? Upon learning that his father has been kidnapped, Austin Powers must travel to 1975 and defeat the aptly named villain Goldmember, who is working with Doctor Evil. Mm. I um completely forgot Tom Cruise was in this film as Austin Powers. Yep. And Kevin Spacey, Britney Spears, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap! Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven yeah. Spielberg. This 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 opening like yeah, parody movies. It's got a lot of characters in it. I, I just want to say, I think Cameo... We've celebrated Tom Cruise a lot lately, but Cameo yeah. Tom Cruise is the best Tom Cruise. 100%. <laughs> like in this, he's so- really good. He's really good in um, Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Tropic Thunder like, is one of the best, yeah. yeah. He is super good. I, I was, In this scene, I lost it when Danny DeVito comes on. He's like, oh, mini me, come get me, dickheads. Oh, man, Danny like, DeVito. Really good. Yeah, so this film introduces a lot of characters. Um obviously it's got Michael Caine, one of the one of the greatest actors ever. Perfect. Just as a perfect casting. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. It's pretty outstanding. Yep. And it's got Beyonce as well. You know, which I don't know, she was twenty when she made this, which is pretty nuts. And to think that Beyonce is still like the the Titan of industry that she is now, I'm like, she was a she was like a leading lady in one of the biggest movies of of 2002. Which I haven't, I can't think of any other acting roles though that she's been. No, when I think of Beyonce no. acting, I think of Goldmember. That's that's pretty much it. I'm sure yeah. she's done one I or don't, two other things, but yeah, I don't know either. But it's just it's a it's a weird casting to me that um because she wasn't bad. She wasn't bad. No, she's she's mm. definitely not like some musicians that you can tell you like should stay that way. She um mm. she's definitely like 50 got cent. <laughs> Perfect example. She'd never act in his life. <laughs> but um, and I wonder how much is, did she not want to do it? Does she not want to be an actress necessarily? I mean, she's got all like, she makes a lot of music videos. So I don't know if it's just, that keeps her busy. But yeah, it's, it's just crazy. She was so young and she was like, you know, yeah. born, born into celebrity culture almost. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. This, this movie is probably the most quotable for me, I think. Which. Yeah. It's kind of nuts, but I don't know. I need to see if I can find it. Like <laughs> the English English scene 
is the funniest shit I think I've ever <laughs> With seen. With the talk in English. It's yep. like, we need to speak in English, English. And <laughs> I need to find it because doing it as I'm doing it as like a, as a monologue for school would have been the greatest moment ever. Because, you know, he's like, she was all sixes and sevens. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they shat on the turtle. Yeah. Oh, just brilliant, brilliant stuff. No, we get number three. We get, we get the mole. Yes. <sighs> I feel like, yeah. Now, this is one of the most quoted things ever in my life. I think this is number one. This is the biggest, like the most quoted thing. Like high school, man, poor kids with moles just had to hear this all the time. Mole, mole, Yeah. Yeah, to this day. I don't know why. mole. I mean, to be fair. Oh, man. Just, I don't know why. Just, I remember like the. Like Doctor Evil's like original reaction, where he's just like, <laughs> like looking at it, just like it's always stuck with me. Mini me, like wanting to cut it off and like grabbing, like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and um, also be just be like, what? Where's the mole? I didn't see one. <laughs> yes, I'm aware I have a mole on my face. <laughs> yeah, I love that he just like keeps calling it. Like, I am aware. Yes. And <laughs> And the irony that I am, in fact, a mole. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I love when Austin oh. Powers turns up in 1975 and he's like a pimp and he like yeah. just straddles yeah. in with his pimp walk. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's smashing that's a lot pimp mobile. <laughs> um, they, have, they have a great callback in this where when Nigel Powers meets Mini-Me for the first time, he's like, blimey, I thought I smelled cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's genius! And of course, yeah, my, probably my favorite quote ever is two things I can't stand: uh, intolerance yeah. and the Dutch." Just it always, I always laugh with that. Yeah, you um, you mentioned it earlier, but like the water fountain scene, I don't know why it just cracks me up so much. You <laughs> just try to yeah. keep the <laughs> the peak going, drinking water, and then the, just a plate of asparagus <laughs> shows up, <laughs> just just for a joke, yeah. and then yeah, right, I um. <laughs> One another, he's just the twin scene with Fook Me and Fook You. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> still, I, I, I always use that. And he's like, pulls out the list and it's like things to do. Have threesome with Japanese twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always makes me laugh. What do you guys think of the flashback where um, we see young, young Austin and young Dr. Evil together? As in, in the school, when we get the, the origin of number two, because yeah. he's yeah. number two on the list. Yeah, and we see um, he has the his dad's not there, and the janitor's still laughing at him like thirty years earlier. <laughs> yeah, the janitor shows up at the nighting. Oh, that's great. Um, did you get? Do um, you think the Did you think the actors did a good job? They they did such a good job that I was I thought that the voices had to be Mike Myers. Like I was oh. like, are they dubbed? I was like, they sound like exactly mm. like the people. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. We it was like yeah no I thought I thought it was really good, um, and yeah I liked the origin. How did Austin Powers win if he wasn't even number two? Like you had Doctor Evil at number one, and then number two is number two. Well, he, he had rigged, Mo- man. He, he had Mojo. You see. He banged the teacher. He, 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 I, he probably rigged. he was banging, banging his French tutor. He was. Oh man, I'm trying to think what else I had. I think I just wrote down some quotes again. From I only really wrote down quotes from this because I'm like, oh, I need to mention that. I just um, 
there's a lot of quotes with Goldmember, like his voice. Um, there's, yeah. there's a, I don't know why, like this, it's just the way he laughs as well afterwards. It's just always, when he's like, <laughs> he's like, the tiny one can't take a hint. <laughs> <laughs> This always cracked me up. But, man, the skin peeling is gross. I can't yeah, get over the skin the peeling. Skin, the skin box. Ugh, Ugh. So, yeah. so disgusting. <laughs> so he's like, take it, take it quick. And he's like trying to lick it. Oh. Salty. Yes, just salty. <laughs> gross. Oh, gross. Somebody's like, I am from Holland. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> Every time he's like, yes, yes, I, I talk weird. I talk weird. Oh, I, just, man. I, I just love when you have all three of them in the room. So you got Mike Myers playing Austin Powers, playing Doctor Evil, and playing Goldmember, and just like working off each other. It's um like that's hard to do, right? To act with yourself in three different characters, but he pulls it off really well. Yeah. Um, it's the the Godzilla scene towards the end. He's like, right, it's Godzilla. It's like, no, it's not. It just looks like Godzilla, but because of trademark reasons, it's, we can't say that. Well, let's run like it's Godzilla, but it's not. But it isn't. <laughs> Matter, every time anyone makes a Godzilla joke, I add that in. Yeah, um, yeah. Something that age that again dates this movie as well. The Osbournes. <laughs> the yeah, Osborne, the Osbourne reality show. I do think the cameos definitely date this movie a little, a little bit. Like, I mean, even Kevin Spacey, right, dates it a bit. Like, it's yeah. That is true. Britney Spears, and even Britney up. Spears, like I mean, she's come back into vogue again recently, but she's not the same Britney Spears we see in this movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. Very true. I mean, she was um, a fanbot. Sorry. <laughs> got a head you got, You've got you got a reference to the Subway Diet, which is aged yeah, like, <laughs> aged like milk. Yep. <laughs> that scene with fat bastard with this is he's like my neck looks like a vagina it's just the, the loose skin is like oh they found it's a way gross. to make it like even more <laughs> even more grossy yeah that's great um, uh, i don't know why it's something as well i've always just remembered from this movie the way scott runs out of the room at the end <laughs> that's right. he just does this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's perfect it's perfect um, every every iteration of him's great. Yeah, yeah, and this one he's got like the golem hair, where he's like losing his hair as well because he's getting yeah, yeah. evil. He comes like, out, oh, and Doctor is like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, and, sorry, you go. go ahead. No, you go. I was gonna say the subtitle jokes. I I think they're genius. Like I thought they were <laughs> so <Yeah>. clever. Easy <laughs> <see> what? <laughs> yeah. No, perfect. Oh, use, yeah. The, the, like yeah. having the white background, so clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of cameos, then John Travolta at the end as gold member, <laughs> and he does the little dance. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I like um, I like Mini Me dressing up as Austin, pa- like becoming a Mini Austin Powers. Yeah, later. that's right. <laughs> yep, that's yep. true. That's really good. Austin- <laughs> He's just like, are you a little clone? He's like, do you want a little clone inside you? <laughs> and uh, I was like, I say, do you have? A- do you want a little clone? No, I don't know. The point is, it's funny. Do you have Do you have a clone inside you? Would you like to? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. You, yeah, <laughs> and Austin um, just loses, loves it. Yeah, um, Austin Powers beating the shit out of Mini Me in that room behind the mole. <laughs> that's <real dumb. laughs> that scene, yeah, is hilarious. 
He goes into like, peace and he's like, oh, and then has the PTSD flashbacks for the second one where he's like, peace. <laughs> Just runs up and kicks him <laughs> into the mini fridge. When, so I don't know, Austin and Mini Me are like sneaking into, I can't remember where they're sneaking into, but he's on his shoulders. <laughs> on so Mini Me's shoulders. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> he just looks so absurd, like, yeah. <laughs> like top heavy, like yeah. oh, literally great. just walking into people, like like sideways yeah. and crashing into them. Yeah. So yeah, so there's the um, yeah, and then they got that scene where he's got the medical exam again, and he's like birthing him out, and the guards see the silhouette right. again. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? and they, yeah, they they do the boob joke with instead of the dick joke with the rocket. Yeah, okay, they don't say melons. Yeah, big juicy melons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, another joke that's again sort of has remained with my wife's family is that daddy wasn't there. Jo- like the song he has, it's just funny. Whenever we yeah. talk about dad, like daddy or dad's not being somewhere, my wife always sings that song. She's always like, dad, for some reason, daddy funny. wasn't there. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, he's just a, he's got a career as a as a rock singer as well. Yep. Yep. Um, I, that's the thing, these films, it's like, like Grunner said earlier, I feel like these films are so much funnier when you're just like talking about them. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it's just like, like on paper or just like your memories of them is just so much funnier than sometimes in the scene. But there is a lot of, honestly, like even now, like I sort of came in a bit negative on a couple of the films, but it's like, there is a lot there that's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there. I think there's yeah, there's something really unique about them. Like we, I don't think we've had films like this. Like we talked about how comedy changed, mm. but these films feel incredibly unique. Like mm, in yeah. that way, but just just being what they are. Like yeah, weird parody films that are almost more more the identity that they're satiring than the actual films originally. And like people like Mike Myers, just this guy who really commits to a character. You don't get that much anymore. Like I said, no. comedy actors generally want to be known as who they are. It's, um, you know, I like see it with Marvel films where they're always taking their helmets off and then we make sure we know exactly who's here. So, yep, that's this yeah. celebrity. Look how great they are. Whereas Mike Myers is like, no, no, he's... If you were, that's Austin Powers. He's, he's the kind of guy that you, you almost know as, as a name rather than a face or anything else because you never see him do anything. It's, he's yeah. always playing characters. Yep. And it's like, yeah, yeah what, what does he do in his spare time? It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out that he had like some thick Russian accent and he's just leaned into all this other work <laughs> his entire life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have any other things to mention about Goldmember before we, before we rank them efficiently? Um, I've covered yeah. all my notes. I, like, I enjoy this movie. I guess we'll rank them, but I don't know that it's as good as some of the others. How did you guys feel about Beyonce's character? Like, I think she did well, but I didn't. Didn't particularly love what's her character's name? Foxy Cleopatra. Foxy Cleopatra. Also, we'll get to it, but worst name. Yeah, yeah. For, sh- for sure. She's, I think, she's definitely the most boring of the girls because she's yeah. she's just kind of. I don't know if Mary Sue's the right term, but she's just kind of like Vanessa is a foil, so it works really well, and then Felicity Shagwells is kind of almost like. I don't know. She's like the she's like the same almost as Austin Powers, mm. so they work really well because they're like they're just they get 
they're the same character and so they're just two friends basically whereas foxy's kind of just very grounded and bland and it's like yeah she likes him but she's not you know a lot of the jokes are like she doesn't like some of the jokes that are made and they've got but, a weird history but she i don't know she's pretty unremarkable as a character i don't really remember anything she said mm. like yep. like you know yeah weakest of the, the three definitely yeah so Let's get to ranking. All right, I'm sure you rank them. Yep. So, <clears throat> I I find it really hard to rank these movies because, like I said before, they are they all kind of blend in with me. Goldmember feels a little bit different because it goes even more meta, and it feels like there is a even though it's there's only this is four years, no, sorry, three years between them, whereas the first two had two. It just feels almost like a, of a different time, which kind mm. of is part. It's, it's post two thousand. Past Y two K. Yep. Yeah, we can we can all feel that anxiety. We can feel the shadow that um September 11 <laughs> left on this film. It really haunts it. Yeah, yeah. But like, I honestly don't, I honestly don't know where I'd rank them. I always thought the second one was funnier than the first, but on this rewatch, I'm like, no, the first one I think is probably better. But I quote the third one more, and I remember more about the third one. But I don't know if that's just because I saw it when I was a bit older. So um, I, re- I really, I really don't know where I where I put it. My ranking is quite simple. One, two, three. I feel like they get Classic. worse as they yeah. go on. Okay. The second one is pretty even with the first, like, but the first one I feel is he's like, I agree with Rotten Tomatoes, like, uh, not all the way, obviously. I thought two and three were <laughs> or other way around, but like, yeah. the first one is a classic in my mind. Um, I feel like the jokes still work, it's not super over the top, um, and insane with certain things, but. It's funny. Number two is funny for its own reasons. Number three, <laughs> I, I find funny as well, but nowhere near as much as the, the first one at least. So, yeah, one, two, and three. See, for me, and I think this is just speaks to the experience I had watching them, but it goes two, three, one, I think. Because, yeah, it was just crickets in the room during You need to watch little... one on your own. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. I do. Maybe <laughs> I, I do. And I mean, like, again, listening to you guys talk about it, I'm like, man, one's such a good movie. But yeah. at the time, yeah, it was just si- dead silence in the in the room. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I was thinking about it when I watched them, like, because I, I use Letterboxd a lot. So I was ranking them on, I was giving them reviews on there. And I'm like, I have to give them all the same review because I don't think I could really think of one that I hate more. And then afterwards I reviewed it, you know, like 3.5 out of 5. So that's like a 7 out of 10. I'm like, yeah, because... You know, it's not like the ultra high art. It's really not something that I can sit down and talk with people for two hours about. But at the same time, in retrospect, I'm like, I can talk about this movie a lot and it makes me laugh. And they're really yeah, important we just movies. Did. Yeah. yeah. That's As what we I mean. come up on the hour and 15 minute mark of the podcast. They're, <laughs> they're weird anomalies, these movies. I, yeah. I don't know. So I'm honestly, I'm happy with either or. Like, I'm happy to go. Because <laughs> the Metascore has three is the best. And like, in a Which lot of ways, super I enjoy- weird. That trips enjoy, me enjoyed, out so much. I enjoyed three a lot. I mean, you got to think of it as the first movie you know, in a trilogy. People often don't get or they don't know what they they're going in for, and then yeah. as they start to understand it, the second one comes out like, oh yeah, okay, I'm in for this. And so the third one's almost like purely that in a lot of ways, where it's like people who like this movie, they're gonna like it. And so when they double down, they're like, yeah, I love this because I like I like Austin Powers stuff. Man, so Rotten Tomatoes of, had the first one seventy percent higher than the other two. It's crazy. That that is a weird drop. I don't I don't get that difference. But just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say three is the best. 
And then, oh, what? And then two. Granny, you had two as the best. Yeah, the yeah. best. So I'll say it goes three, two, one. Three, 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 one, one, two. two. Yeah. Three, one, two. Great. So we're all we're the all the most over the place. split decision we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What a what a divisive film series. <laughs> I mean, if you watch these like literally back to back, it's four and a half hours. That's I um, did, and that's for I think was that was that all fun though? Was that just entertaining? No. So I watched the first two back to back, um, and yeah. then. Uh, the, the the next night I watched Goldmember, so I watched. What's the problem? Nights. If you had watched Goldmember straight away, you would have been like, "Goldmember's great." Goldmember's no, perfect, the perfect finisher. <laughs> My entire life, Goldmember's been ranked number three. I've never liked. I don't like the skin eating. I don't like that bastard. <laughs> First one like doesn't have Dutch. fat bastard or Goldmember. Um, no, you hate you hate Dutch people. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> He's from Holland. <laughs> All right. Um, best powers girl's name. All right, do we want to list them so, all? Who has a list? I've got a list if you want me to read them out. Read them out. Yeah, you, you go. All right, we've got a lot of vagina, <laughs> Dixie Normus, Felicity Shagwell, Fook Me and Fook You, uh, Foxy Cleopatra, <laughs> Frau Fabusina. I don't know if she counts, uh, Ivana Humpelot, uh, Mrs. Kensington, <laughs> and Robin Spitz Swallows. <laughs> oh, they're all really good. A lot of vagina yeah. is, I don't know, there's something very funny about that to me. That one is is genius, and the way he delivers it is like this yeah. is a lot of a lot of vagina. <laughs> just, it's the it's the one that reminds me the most of like a Bond, like it reminds me of Pussy Galore, but just better. Like it's it's obviously a parody of it directly, but it's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Luke, what are you what are you thinking? Um, like obviously. It's Dixie Normus is just it's cracked really me up. Good. Yeah. Like when when it was said on the screen, I like I laughed out loud so much because I was just like, "That's hilarious!" I wrote it down straight away. But also the delivery of I Ivana Humpelot, <laughs> Ivana Humpelot, it just like cracked me up as well. Um, yeah, a lot of for China is great. Felicity Shagwell is great. Um, I could take it or little, leave it. Yeah, it's a little more bland. Yeah. Um, like the other ones all have a lot of work in them. A lot of vagina is obviously, is, is, it works. I've had a hump a lot. Um, Dixie Normus, like they all, you know, they're, they're, they're phrases made into names. Felicity yeah. and Shagwell is just, they've added Shagwell for balls. Robin yeah. Swallows, even I find really funny. <laughs> like Robin Swallows. Yeah. That's that's just gets me. It is funny. Yeah. I don't think it's doing as much work as the others. Fook me I and Fook you only work as a pair, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I but think I, I think the bottom of the list has to be Felicity Shagwell, Foxy Cleopatra, and Frau. They're they're yes. all boring. Yeah. yeah, Foxy Cleopatra is the lamest one. Foxy I think. Cleopatra I think. is the lamest. It's just it's kind of a cool like it's it's kind of a cool name. It's yeah. a cool no, name. It's too good for this. No <laughs> yeah, there's no innuendo in there. So Foxy Cleopatra, what's the Frau's name again? It's Fabinisa. It's not a Fabicina. It's not even. I don't. Maybe that's a German pun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. And then Felicity Shag. Well, yep. Yeah. Right, then, so I would put Robin Spitz Swallows next. It's a good name. I, I think it's funny. I don't think it's doing the work that the others are. No, no you're right. Okay, that's that. So then you've we still got. So we've got a lot of vagina. Got... Ivana Humpelot. Dixie Normus. Dix- 
Dixie and Fook me and Fook you. That would probably have to go next, right? I was going to say, I've got Fook me and Fook you next. They work as a pair, and they're funny in the moment. Again, I don't think they're doing as much work as a lot of Vagina, Ivana Humpelot, and Dixie Norris. Yeah, no. so we've got the we've got the trilogy now of the girls. Let's <laughs> rank this trilogy. Um, let's go around and see what let's go around and see what we would have as number one. For me, it's got to be a lot of vagina. Yeah, I th- I think I would I would do the same. I'll I'll agree since both of you have said it. No, Dixie Normus, Dixie Normus yeah, cracks me up. Dixie Normus. I think and, Dixie Normus is no, is a very close number two in my opinion. Well, okay, and then Ivana Humpelot is number three. Yeah, feels criminal though because that one's it's it so, so good. <laughs> it's ba- uh, of her delivery though. Her delivery makes it Ivana so good. <laughs> So aggressive. <laughs> um, that's also Chris and Johnson from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, tripped out where I couldn't recognise it, but um, great, great cameo. I yeah, a lot of it, so, a lot of Chinese. Yeah, so we're gonna Ivana Humpelot three, Dixie Normus two, yeah. and a lot of vagina is is the winner. Congratulations. Yes, I never forget a pussy cat. <laughs> Oh, oh righties. What what films? What films? Um, yeah. Any other last thoughts on on Austin Powers for you guys? Is is there is there a space for Austin Powers in twenty twenty two for an, a a reboot a, or a return? I did actually write that down. Like, is do you reckon a requel would work here? Like a, that sort of remake requel? It's got Austin Powers. Yeah, twenty years later. What would that look like? I um. I'm expecting it, honestly. I don't know if it's been announced. Really? I, think it, I don't think it has, but I'm expecting something will happen with it. Just, just the nature of of films and of sequels and remakes. Like it's a hot thing. I haven't seen what Mike Myers has done recently. I don't know. That's the only question I have about it, right? Like I think, yeah. I think there's it's old enough that we get in. Like there's a lot of people who go and see it based on nostalgia. Yeah, but I Born just I, would. I don't know if Mike Myers can pull it off in 2022. All right, so a so, real quick IMDb search of his career has an Austin Powers four announced. Really? Rumored. Rumored. Oh, what? Oh well, no, no. This says he's casting as Austin Powers is rumored. IMDb says it's rumored. It's a, so. But I, Mike I Myers it says in 2018, after an eight-year hiatus from acting, Myers appeared in supporting roles in Terminal and Bohemian Rhapsody. He was in Bohemian Rhapsody. An eight-year hiatus. Holy crap! I mean, I don't think he's worried. I think he's just got a lot of money. So, I mean, yeah. the Shrek money must be rolling in. Yeah. I mean, he's largely guys... done Shrek before that too is the thing. That's, yeah, he, that was really his all he did for... He was in Inglorious Bastards. He has, a, yeah, he has a, almost like a cameo role in that, and it's it's very good. He's got silver hair now. Oh, yeah, how old is he? He's born in 63. So. He's almost 60, yeah. He's getting on in years. Look, I, I don't know if if he can pull it off, but I yeah, I think you're right. Like I think there is I think there's a space for it based on nostalgia. I think and like I said, I was surprised how well these movies hold up. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is a he's a is he a womanizer? I suppose he's a womanizer, but like everyone I guess I was comparing it to um Rush Hour, a movie I didn't feel like held up so well. And the yeah. way that Chris Rock, you know, was was going after his coworker, and that felt really almost predatory yeah. and her like harassing. Whereas in this, everyone is going after except for maybe um, 
Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah, everyone else is really into it, so I guess it's okay. I think I think that's the big difference, right? In all in a lot of the films that don't age well, it's usually the the guys going after the girls, and that feels creepy. Like that yeah. hasn't aged well. But in this, I think it kind of, it's it works a lot more because it's all the girls going after him. And so even though he he's a sexual deviant, it's very much like everybody wants him, and there's no there's no question of any you know murky grounds of consent or like a power abuse or anything. It's like everyone just loves him and can't resist him. And it's like, that's, yeah. that's a funny joke. Whereas if he was just off just on the prowl constantly and everyone was kind of like, uh, but gives in, that'd be weirder. Yeah. Or like taking advantage of drunk girls like that. That speaks volumes yeah. about his character, I suppose. Yeah. Exactly. Would you rather see a Shrek reboot or an Austin Powers reboot? Uh, Austin Powers reboot, actually, <laughs> surprisingly. I've, um, Shrek went off the Everyone's rails quite a Shrek. bit. Like there was like five of them, and yeah, really, awesome. who remembers past number two? Should have ended it the second one. Should have. Austin Powers. It's been out of the light for twenty years. Mm. So bring it back. Yeah, yeah. I'll say come back. <clears throat> bring All Shag right. back. <laughs> good tagline. Hashtag right. bring Shag back. Hashtag, you start that. You make it viral, man. Yes. Yes. We want to hump a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the word Randy has really dropped out of vocabulary. Vocabulary too. Like I want to. I want the word Randy to come back. Yeah, yes. that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, I enjoyed this. Um, thank hmm. you, everyone, for joining us in this episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Worst. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by a book that I wrote. It's called Taste of Iron. It's probably not very good, but you should read it anyway. It is good. Oh, thanks. It is. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed listening to us talk about movies, you'll also enjoy watching us talk about video games. We have another podcast called Bonus XP. We do that every other week and where we just discuss anything and everything video game related. You can find that in the same place as you find here. So on all good, uh, all good podcasting platforms. You can follow us on socials at Bonus XP and at Good Bad Worst Pod. We're pretty active on everything, I think. What is coming up next? Is this the Peel? Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele trilogy. trilogy, a laser. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, laser. Is, is it a true trilogy? Uh, maybe we'll discuss it on the podcast because yeah, we've we done other trilogies that fit this mold, and I, I would say some of them are less trilogies than this one. Yeah, although yeah, I haven't seen Nope no, yet, so I don't know. No. For all we know, Nope actually is directly connected. It could Ties be the whole movie. universe together. We maybe. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, mm. I assume you guys are too. So, yeah. yeah, hot property. Get on that, everybody, as soon as you see Nope. We'll see that yes. in a fortnight. Um, yes. And until then, I guess we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Peace.